Welcome to the Internet Report, where we unpack all of the interesting incidents and events that have taken place on the Internet the previous week. As usual, I'm joined by Archana K. Sivan, my co-host. Hey guys. And I'm Angelique Medina. Um, we have a really great guest this week, so we're joined by Arash Malavi. And he, he is the lead researcher at Thousand Eyes. So he came to us from Northeastern University, where he got his PhD in computer science and also worked on uh, transport protocol performance as well as net neutrality. And he's going to talk a little bit about some of the um, work that's been done around outage detection. So really excited to have him on. Um, just before we get started um, working through some of the uh, major events that happened last week and sharing some of the stats, wanted to just make sure that everyone knew where to subscribe to the show. So we're on YouTube and you can also subscribe to us via Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google, Spotify. So really anywhere where you get your um, podcast coverage. Uh, so with that, uh, um, also, we're really excited to announce that we're going to be holding a live event in June. So June 18th, uh, we're going to be um, hosting an event on the state of the internet. So if you have some ideas on maybe some talks um, or some uh, you, a particular individual or topic that you would like to see covered in that event, feel free to reach out to us um, at the internet report at thousandeyes.com. So with that, um, let's just get into some of the interesting incidents that happen. And I think the one that is probably um, one that most folks have heard about is this uh, Facebook SDK issue that brought down many different applications, including Spotify and TikTok. And so basically what was happening was a lot of these applications have um, some of their internal architecture relies on Facebook. And because Facebook was having this issue, it was basically causing their applications to not be, uh, 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 to, not, to effectively not work. Um, and so this happened on May 6th and, uh, you know, certainly got a lot of attention, particularly with TikTok and some of the others. And I think that you had, you had also, um, kind of had, had mentioned uh, something earlier, Rosh, about um, the fact that a lot of these applications use Facebook to uh, effectively sign into the application, but it, it may have been a, a broader issue. Yes, so, so basically the SDK uh, from the news apparently, uh, uh, the part that was failing was uh, a lot of these applications use this SDK to allow users to, to sign in through mm -hmm. Facebook. And uh, there was an issue with the latest update and that caused the apps to crash. And one thing that I wanted to mention is uh, for a lot of the cases, even the user, if the user is not explicitly using Facebook to log into TikTok or Spotify or, or those apps, the, just the fact that this SDK is being used in the app, that could, that could cause the app to crash. So, so you don't have to be using Facebook to log in to necessarily being affected by this. Right, right. Yeah, so this was application related, wasn't related to anything that was taking place on the network. Um, and then, you know, once that got addressed by Facebook, that, that fixed the issue. But it's interesting that a lot of applications apparently have, a, have sort of this dependency on Facebook to, uh, to you know. Uh, so yes. that's, that's uh, maybe not a single point of failure, but certainly uh, there's a pretty broad impact if something happens um, on, on Facebook side. Uh, so that, that was certainly interesting and also kind of speaks to 
you know, that the fact that applications today are built around like different services and have a whole ecosystem built around them, right? So if one of these external services, in this case, Facebook isn't available or is having an issue, that impacts you, right? Um, I think uh, what was really interesting is a point Arash mentioned that it doesn't have to be a live interaction with the, you know, the kit itself. Even if you had it and it's embedded into your application, then you're going to fail. Like that was kind of um, the impact of a failure like that is, is kind of large. Yeah, absolutely. The other one that was, um, you know, it wasn't necessarily a news story, although it certainly triggered a news story, and that was uh, this blog post that was put out by AWS around uh, the Jedi contract and the awarding of it to uh, Microsoft, and clearly they have some uh, some very strong uh, opinions on the matter, and so they put out this this uh, fairly. Uh, strongly worded blog post about, um, you know, how, how they felt the process was being handled and, you know, whether or not it was fair that it was handed off to Microsoft. So clearly there's been some escalation in this uh, war of uh, words between the two. So um, we'll see how that plays out. Um, so those were some of the major um, news stories. A couple of other things that happened. We also saw that, um, uh, Microsoft announced several Some new regions for their data centers. Um, I believe it was New Zealand, Italy, and Poland, mm. followed by Oracle made a new announcement too in terms of some new cloud regions. And I think it was their second region in, in South Korea. Um, yeah. It'd be interesting to see Oracle's updates um, over the next few months now that, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we heard Zoom's um, investing heavily in Oracle Cloud as well. So we should just yeah. keep track of how Oracle's expanding their network. So a lot of the news was was cloud related, um, which is just good timing because uh, we actually put out some updates to some of the the research that's been done around cloud networks um, and yep. put up a blog post last week on this, which was really interesting. Right. So um, one of the um, other research and data driven projects that, you know, we've been working on is the performance comparison of cloud providers. So last week we um, did one of our quarterly updates um, to uh, cloud performance, which is uh, comparing network connectivity and architectures of, you know, AWS, GCP, Azure, Alibaba, and IBM. And I think one of the two actually really interesting points there that, you know, um, stood out for us was how these providers are, you know, constantly making updates to their network. We've spoken about, you know, there is no steady state in the cloud, but what's really um, interesting to see here is that AWS, Microsoft, GCP, whoever it might be, are making improvements um, to their architecture, to how they're peering with other providers, introducing new regions, new um, regions that are compatible to certain type of services. And, and one example is AWS's Global Accelerator Service, which um, betters performance of, you know, um, and, and access to applications that are hosted in AWS. And we saw up to like almost a 25% increase over a six month period in terms of network latencies. And, and this was just, you know, one um, data point, but we've updated the report to have multiple other data points in terms of how AWS has made these improvements. Um, 
We actually saw like an inter-region performance of uh, Microsoft get better over time as well. So um, it's just really interesting because we've been doing this research for about two years now. And um, every year we've seen these performance improvements across these providers. We've seen them bring out new service. They don't stop with like, you know, optimizing it and providing the best connectivity. So that was um, interesting. So if you're, you know, kind of interested in just reading more about it, um, definitely uh, jump onto the, the cloud report that you can access at thousandeyes.com slash research. Right, back to you, Angelique. Yeah, so um, one, of the, one of the things that we wanted to talk a little bit about today, um, we've covered this very briefly in some previous shows, um, talking a little bit about you know how we're determining what an outage is because we share a lot of outage stats on a on a week by week basis, and we certainly get a lot of questions about like well what what constitutes an outage, what do we mean by an outage, and how are we uh, effectively deriving these numbers? So you know that's where Arash comes in because he was um, part of the team that did the the research behind um, uh, Internet Insights, which is uh, the mechanism that we're using. To um, to share these these outage stats with everyone, um, so maybe first off, kind of you know, Arash, if you want to walk through um, one, like what do we what do we mean by an outage, um, and how does that maybe differ from some other performance degradation, and then what are some of the scenarios that would trigger an outage? Yeah, sure. So. Uh, in the very broad definition of an outage, if you think of internet as a network of networks, which is what really is, in an ideal world, you expect any node in this network to be able to communicate to any other node in the network. But obviously, we know that's not always the case. And so basically, you can think of outage of any disruption or any disconnection, if you wish, in the network that causes a part of the network not to be able to talk to another part. And uh, obviously, this is a very broad definition of the outage. This could be, this could be done intentionally or in, unintentionally. This could be a permanent outage even. So for one example, like if you think about Great Firewall of China, that it's uh, basically censoring access to Facebook. This is by definition a network, an internet outage. And, uh, and as I said, these could be uh, intentional, like the example that I just gave. Uh, or on most cases, unintentional. The examples as we are we see in the news every now and then that there was some construction and some uh, fiber optic cable got cut and that causes an outage or misconfigurations like, or uh, there are automations happening in configuring networks or someone basically fat fingers and uh, types something uh, wrong and that can that can result in that disconnect and disruption in the network. So, so that's the definition of the outage. Now, if you want to focus on the outages that you've been reporting throughout this podcast and the outages that we've been detecting at Thousand Eyes, so these are basically uh, network outages in the core infrastructure of the of the internet. And uh, so, so the keywords here are like the biggest keyword here is network. So, because because for example, you just ad- started the show by talking about the TikTok and Spotify outages due to a Facebook SDK. That's like more of an application issue. It's not really something that's happening at the network layer. So we're detecting outages at the network layer. And and I want to emphasize that this could be an issue actually at, at the network layer, 
or it could be another issue that it's manifesting itself mm. in the network layer. And, and another key thing is we're, we're focusing on outages that there's like 100% disconnect. So, there's, so if you can think of it again, of the network, you're going from point A to point B. So you're going you're gonna to take some path. And if, at, if an outage happens, the outages that we consider at some point in this path, things just get dropped. So you have 100% loss. And so in some network, in some location, you're experiencing 100% loss. And those are the outages that we, we detect. And uh, so yeah, so that's, that's the high level definition of the outage and what we consider an outage in our reports. Mm -hmm. uh, but obviously I also wanna mention that while we're focusing on cases that there's 100% loss, uh, you don't really need 100% loss to have bad performance. You can have, uh, I don't know, if you, if you have like 30, 40% loss, that's still pretty bad. So your, your, your experience can be really bad or even, even you're not, you might not be able to connect to an application even though there's not 100% loss or if your latency is too high, then your, your, your experience can be, can be, pretty bad, even though there's not a 100% loss there. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, so as, you, as you mentioned, you know, there's, there's a number of things, another performance indicators, if you will, that could potentially impact users. One of them is outages, which we cover a lot. And that, you know, to your point, could be caused by a fiber cut, could be caused by like a router just dying or blowing up, or it could be that, you know, the router, whatever is fully functioning, but there's been a configuration issue, um, or like maybe some, um, you know, uh, automation or um, human error that's, uh, that's caused the outage, or even a routing issue could cause the outage. Um, you know, for example, if like, there's a, um, a route hijack or leak that could then uh, lead to uh, a, a particular site becoming unreachable and all of the traffic just simply dropping within a particular network. So exactly. the, the routing example is a great example where it's not like a router is just like blew up or is right. malfunctioning. Like you all might like, right. Yeah. So, so the latest example of this, the high profile example was Ross telecom a month ago where they basically by mistake hijacked and leaked a bunch of prefixes and what happened was uh packets were taking a route that they were not supposed to take and they arrived on a router and the router didn't know what to do with them so it kept dropping it so we saw a hundred percent loss in the network where which was caused by bgp basically yeah. misconfiguration right right but then to your point you know there's there are other scenarios in which users can be impacted a lot of it having to do with user behavior itself like for example network congestion um, and we've heard you know clearly a lot about this recently because of the increase in um, uh, traffic usage um, so one of the th one of the ones uh, or examples that we looked at and this was a few weeks ago was the New York State unemployment uh, site and what we had shown was in looking kind of at network performance, we could see that there were various uh, points during the day and days of the week in which there was a really significant increase in packet loss. So we can see here for this particular um, location connected to the Verizon network is like a 62% packet loss, which is really, really high, right? Not 100% packet loss, 62%. 
but what's interesting about that is that in in this particular instance, um, even at 62% packet loss, we could still see that um, in this instance th there was still connection to the server that was was able to be made, and even even though response time was really really high, right? And that kind of speaks to, in some ways, the resiliency of the internet and how um, protocols were designed, right? Because even when there's packet loss you're you're going to effectively retransmit an attempt to to connect right exactly so, so, so basically that uh, we we actually earlier talked about this and the example that i said that i gave is that we see actually these things happening all the time but usually in a form of ddos attacks so where a malicious entity wants to bring down a, a a network or a web page and they basically use an army of bots to send a lot of requests and basically go above the capacity that that network or the application is able to handle and that causes a lot of loss and a lot of latency and basically renders the application useless but in this case obviously it wasn't a malicious entity doing the attack it was so many people that had to apply for unemployment at the same time, and that system was just not designed to handle this much load. Right. Also, the, with, when you have a terminal loss of 100%, right, like that disrupts everything. You can't even get to where you want to go. And when you see loss like 62% in this particular case, um, it's like it depends on what packets are being lost in the sequence of, you know, um, an HTTP, um, you know, phase, right? Like, for example, in this particular case, you were able to get through your first connection, but then you're just waiting um, for the rest of the packets to make it through. So I think like just seeing that variation in terms of how packet loss can impact some locations or some users um, and, and for other users, it could just manifest as the application being slow. For some users in this particular example, Angelique, that you're sharing, it, it manifested as, you know, user not able to get to connect to the website itself. Absolutely. So, I mean, this is almost, I mean, this, this particular, in this particular case, the fact that there was able, they were able to get to this, to the application server was really just luck because yeah. if we look at like some of the other um, locations here. I think it was, uh, was your the, Comcast one from New York. Um, yeah. Yeah. So if we go back, um, we can see that, you know, there's, there's simply no connection that was, mm -hmm. was able to be made. And if we look at, um, kind of the, the network piece of it, again, you know, really, really high um, kind of, uh, you know, issue here, right? Um, so overall, overall loss is really high. So, um, you know, that's, that's kind of interesting how in some instances the, um, the network loss could impact users um, reaching the application, and in some instances they're able to reach the application, but they just have a really bad experience. Um, so, so you know, uh, packet loss, uh, particularly as it, as it increases, it gets higher um, impacts experience. And latency could potentially impact experience as well. Um, you know, for example, if there's network congestion, that could increase latency in a particular network. Um, but in even if that's the case, even if there is congestion, the amount of increase in latency may not rise to the level that would actually impact an application and your experience of it have to be pretty high these days in order to for you to start to notice because a lot of applications are just not that latency sensitive 
Right. I mean, in terms of, I think, latency, and you're talking through latency just came to my mind, is um, one is congestion for sure, making, taking a lot of time. Other is like, given the context of, you know, um, COVID-19 and the increased usage of VPNs we are seeing right now, if you're going through a VPN concentrator that's not optimized for your location, you're just like traversing, you know, multiple hops to even get to the destination. You're not necessarily like, it's not a congestion issue, but it's increased your latency. Um, or the chances are, to your point, like if the application's really sensitive, you're going to catch it. But if your application's not sensitive as, you know, as much, which is a lot of the websites and things like that might not get impacted. But if you're, say, on um, a voice call that's, you know, going through a VPN and you're just routed to a really to a wrong place, then that's that's when you start seeing uh, impacts to user experience. Yeah. So um, this. I just want to add to what Archana said, just when it comes to latency, if you just think about CDN, CDNs are a big part of the internet today. And the, like the core reason that they exist is to reduce latency. You're geographically distributing the content, so you're closer to the end user. So latency is really important. Like there's so many research that says, hey, if the latency like increases by I don't know, one second, the revenue of the company is just going to go down by 10%. I'm making these numbers up, but there's, there's so, so much research in that. Just like the users are not tolerating latency or like, or even like cases like right now we're having a video conference. If, if our connections had high latency or high jitter, we couldn't have a smooth conversation so so you're right that in some cases like if i'm watching netflix maybe latency is not that important my video is going to start two seconds late but then i'm going to buffer the video i'm i'm fine but some applications are really going to be useless if, mm -hmm. if your latency is high or or variable yeah for sure and i think that what this kind of speaks to is you know when you talk about network performance it's all about context because you know you can't just say like you know, oh, there's packet loss, that's, you know, that's full stop, that's terrible, and, you know, or it's latency, you know, that's that's potentially going to impact application. It may, it may not. It really depends in a lot of instances. Um, outages, yes, it's very clear cut, but kind of these other things, you know, even when there's some measure of loss on a network, you could still have a pretty reasonable, good experience. So again, it really just depends. The application context is important. And of course, you bring up CDNs, also really really important point you brought up there. Not just latency though, because it also, what we've seen recently is in kind of the resilience of the internet and you know how people have been talking about that. Um, the fact that CDNs basically reduce like backbone usage of the internet, you know? Oh, exactly. so, yeah. That's a huge, huge thing. So, you know, when we talk about like internet resilience, yes, a lot of it has to do with, um, you know, uh, transport protocols and all kinds of different things um, that have to do with kind of the pure networking piece of it. But also application delivery has been optimized so much that that has really helped in this period in which there's been a lot of more usage of the internet and, and websites and other digital services. Absolutely. And I just want to add the, a small note here. Apart from the effect that latency and loss have on, on user experience, they're also like for, for, for people like myself and you that look at networks a lot, they could also be very valuable data points as well because yeah. latency and loss can tell you a lot about the network. Like one simple example is if you, if you have two separate links and both have like high loss and high latency, 
And then if you zoom back and let, look at the trend of and latency, maybe one of them is always lossy and uh, high latency. Maybe the other one uh, follows the pattern of like basically work days and on weekends it dies down. So you just, and then you know, okay, so this is a network that it just gets congested congested at peak hours or the other one is a link that's just bad and it's always congested so you can you can learn a lot about uh, the network just looking at latency and then loss as well yeah absolutely so speaking of uh you know disrupted user experience we're just going to quickly go through some of the the outage stats from last week to see uh, what that's telling us about kind of the overall health of the internet and how things are progressing. Um, so we can kind of see here that, you know, outages were down overall kind of in this 200 level. So it was 216 last week, the week before it was 282. So has gone down um, globally as well as in the US. Um, these 200 numbers are kind of closer to what we were seeing uh, in January, February. So they're kind of starting to normalize to uh, pre-March, pre uh, which was kind of where we saw our spike March numbers, um, down ISPs or uh, outages are down as well. Um, well, uh, cloud service providers, we never really saw much of a peak. Um, they just kind of tend to be stay under 25-ish overall um, globally. And uh, last week, it's pretty similar to the, the week before that. So there was 13 outages overall. The week before that, there was 12. Um, so not really a lot. We're almost seeing um, the pattern of, um, you know, these outages stabilizing, which we saw a few weeks ago, um, especially on the ISP side, return back, it, it looks like, right? Um, yeah. yeah, so uh, so that's, uh, that's good news. Um, so with that... Um, and all of this data that we're showing here, if you're interested in taking a look at it, you can go to thousandeyes.com slash outages um, right there. And, and, you know, the trend is, is up there. So definitely, yeah. um, you know... Also show, if you want to check out the outages for the UCAS providers, they'll also be listed up there on that site. Yeah. All right. With that, um, we are at the end of the show. Arash, thank you so much for having, uh, for being a part of the show, um, as always. Course, um, and if you're interested in subscribing to the Internet Report, it's available in, on your, you know, favorite podcast channel you're looking at, or you know, YouTube. And if you're interested in our newly launched T-shirt, I don't think it's new anymore. It's been going on for three weeks now. But working safely from home, email us at internetreport@thousandeyes.com, and we'll send you over um, your your T-shirt quickly. With that, we will close out here and see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs>